Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. I'm your boy Trey Frazier. I got my brother Maestro Styles here with me today. What up? What up? What up? Welcome to. Oh, I'm here now. My fault. My fault. Okay, I was waiting for you. I was. <laughs> I was like, let me just go ahead and you know get right into it. But there you go. There you go. Uh, welcome everybody. This is another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Um, shout out to everybody that's checking us out live on our social media platforms. We're live on YouTube. Twitter and Facebook right now. Uh, make sure y'all continue to follow us on those platforms. Um, also, you can follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, bro, what's good, man? Uh, how, how's how's good, it been? Man. Um, um, rough, rough. <laughs> rough, I, man. I, I, yeah, I mean, I ain't going. Ain't, ain't nothing to uh, sugarcoat. It's been a rough couple of days. We're starting the week, but it is what it is. We're gonna keep on grinding. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. Um, happy to be alive, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Happy, yeah. you know, happy to come home. Um, happy to, you know, come home with the kids and, you know, and the wife and everything. So, you know, all's well. All health is good in the house. And, you know, we, we just we just going to keep pushing. We're just going to keep pushing. Um, just a couple things I want to um, get out the way before we uh, proceed here. Um we had another mass shooting in the nation this afternoon. I uh, want to send uh, rest in peace, shout outs and condolences to the families of 14 lost lives, um, 14 children, unfortunately. Um, a teacher and a grandmother um, all passed away in this, um, you know, in this, this deadly, you know, massacre. Um, you know, shout out to them, rest in peace to everyone. And, um, you know, it's, it's rough, man. You know, we just had the Buffalo thing and now we got this thing. So shout out to those families and, you know, rest in peace to those that, uh, lost their lives. For sure. Thoughts and prayers to uh, everybody involved, man. Um, yeah, that's look, man, like, like we kind of talked about pre-show, man. I don't want, like, it's already been enough negativity going on, man. We're going to try to. Uh, shake that best way we can, and like I said, thoughts and prayers to everybody involved, man. And it's not to trivialize nothing that's going on. Don't get it twisted, but I mean, how much negative energy can a nigga take, man? <laughs> hey, that's all right, man, because we got some positivity in the room right now. We got a special guest 
right That's here a lot on of the Barbershop <laughs> Sports Talk podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so you, you might have seen her in these chat rooms, you know, in some of these X-Squad radio, uh, you know, radio shows. You've seen her um, in the chat room and all that good stuff. Um, she is Tiffany Evans, a.k.a. Tiffany Sports and Heels. Uh, Tiffany. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Thanks for you. inviting me, guys. I feel like I'm in the barbershop crashing. Like, I hope you don't mind all this estrogen about to pour in there. But nah, nah, nah. We we appreciate that in the in the barbershop. We we, we need all the positivity we can get right now. I know that's right. We all can use that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So, um, so let let's start right here. Um, so you got the website, the uh, sportsandheels.com. Is that right? Yeah, sportsandhills.com. Um, that's just where I put my blog post. Um, my Instagram and my TikTok is really where you should follow me. Um, my Instagram is sports underscore the letter N as in Nancy underscore heels. It has heels. She's a girl, her. So she likes to wear her heels. She loves sports, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. she still likes to be that, you know, feminine girl. So um, it's H-E-E-L. And you can find me on TikTok under the same in the pseudonym and as well as on um, Twitter. Okay. Now you also been doing like travel shows online. Yeah. And like I, I checked you out last night doing a show um, in, in regards to um, all these places to travel and things like that. Tell us a little bit about that. So um, Travelmatic, uh, which is, he actually was a stew. Um, and uh, he, me and him talk a lot because we work in the same field. So we talk about remote working. We both work in IT field, technology, and software development, particularly. Um, both of us have similar roles. I'm a project manager slash scrum master. He does scrum master, business analyst, and product owner work. Um, so we talk about some of the similarities we come across. You know, you need an ally who kind of looks like you. Him being a black man, we we need to have someone in the same. This is a very, you know, uh, Caucasian dominated, male dominated field. So you need to have somebody who you can kind of bounce ideas off and help navigate. Um, and so he's just one of the resources that I would reach out to. And so we travel. Both of us travel independently, um, domestically and internationally. Um and, you know, having been a stew and being a part of different podcasts and, and talking in chat rooms and stuff, he knew my, he knew my personality. Um, and so we talked all the time. And so he had a travel channel. He has a travel channel, Travelmatic on YouTube. Uh, really great content. So make sure you guys check him out. But he wanted to do a live show. And this was during a pandemic. We were talking um, just to kind of enhance his channel. And he said, you know, I don't really know what topic to kind of talk about. And this was when remote working really hit the fan. Like we've been remote working on and off for years, but it really got big during the pandemic. Right. So we decided let's make, you know, he, he decided he wanted to make remote working and digital nomad and all of the things that possibilities that surround that an actual live show. So that's when he asked me to come along. Of course I was down because my motto is always trying to encourage people who look like us, brown and black folk, to find right a on. way to evaluate your career, evaluate your life, and figure out how you can start adding the things that make you happy. Start adding the things that bring you joy. And I think COVID gave us an opportunity to kind of figure out some of those other things that we would like to be doing that we can't do and figure out how we're going to keep doing that post 
you know, we're not really post COVID, but you know, mm-hmm. how we can kind of continue to figure out how we can make those things possible for us on an everyday basis. So that's what we talk about. We talk about working remotely. We talk about traveling, how you can incorporate the two. We talk about those who are expats who've left United States and are living in other countries. We talk mm-hmm. about those who just travel, you know, they might go for a week or they might go for a month and they, you know, bounce around to different places. But we just try to talk about how you can pursue your passions, basically, when you're working remote um, and, you know, living your life. OK, I got a quick question. Well, not a quick question, but I'm not a traveler. Trey, Trey is a traveler. That's more his thing. So um, I, my life experience, I just haven't been. What's a what's a good place for a single young man like who don't really do a black traveling? What would you recommend? So I would start you off with baby steps. Um, mm-hmm. And I would probably say Mexico would be a good start. Um, it's affordable one, because I don't know your budget. Um, mm-hmm. Mexico's close. I don't, and depending on where you guys live, it's pretty easy the flights to get. They're not going to cost you an arm and a leg. You can stay um, on a resort or you can stay in an Airbnb or you can um, stay in a hotel. So you pretty much have three options of accommodations you can. And you can basically customize your experience based upon your comfort level. And without okay. knowing too much about who you are personally, that would give you you know, the luxury of a resort, or you can have the more Airbnb and have a little bit more privacy, which you're used to living, you know, being an independent, a single man, or you mm-hmm. can, you know, stay in a hotel and, you know, you can do Airbnb experiences to kind of get, get out there. You can be amongst the locals. And that's where I would start you. If not there, then if you want something more, and I try to encourage people to go see black people around the world. I mean, black people around right. the world are so dope. Like, I love Mexico, but it's a lot of black people in Mexico. So don't get it twisted. It's a lot. A lot of expats Mm -hmm. live there, but a lot of native African, I mean, native black uh, Mexicans live in Mexico. But if you want to be around black people, then maybe the Bahamas. But again, that's going to depend on your price range, you know, your comfortability. It's easy to get there. Uh, Bahamas is beautiful. Yeah. Um, And it's it's an experience. So I would try those two places. Third would be Jamaica. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's yeah. the way I get Miami. I get Miami and Jamaica. Those are the two I get: Miami and Jamaica. I would. My know, circle been trying to get me to go. Like you need to go somewhere. You need to go somewhere, and and I will, I guess, once soon, one day. But that my, Miami and Jamaica is what I've been hearing. So, and, and I'm going to caveat that because that's where I would send you to break you in. But mm-hmm. if I was your whole girl, and you mm-hmm. told me you was a single man, you ain't hear this. Y'all don't hear this from me, okay? Just act like you're. <laughs> Act like I'm just talking to Maestro. Right. If I was a single man and I was going somewhere for the first time, I would be hitting Colombia. I would be hitting Dominican mm. Republic because mm. you're a single man. You know, they're, they're, mm. it's a different level there. What a cartel okay. at. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. Yeah, you ain't got to say much else. I already no know set. where you're going. <laughs> yeah. I already I'm just know saying. where you're going. Yeah. That's where I would go. But I'm not a young man, so. Yeah, I, I, had a, I, I had a question about Mexico. Um, is it safe currently yes. in Mexico? It is. You oh. you live in the United States, honey. You can go anywhere in the world yeah. and be safe. Trust nah, me. I, I hear you. I hear you. I I rather if I'm in trouble, I'd rather be in the states in trouble than be in another country being in trouble. Well, this is what comes doing your research. Go on YouTube and figure out what do not to do to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you can't. Go That's to why Jamaica state. sound good to me. You can't go to another state and get in trouble. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you can't leave the country and act differently than you would if you was leaving to go to Atlanta. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, so, I be doing some, I be doing mind, some stuff out here. <laughs> your mind can't be on what if I get in trouble unless you're going right. there with the idea that I'm going to do something that could potentially put me in danger. Absolutely. I know people talk about the cartels, but we got police force all over this country that's worse than the cartel you can ever imagine. So, hey, I was just about yeah. to say, when you mentioned Colombia, that's the first thing I thought about was some cartels. <laughs> that's that, that's, not so what I that's that about. propaganda you were you were brought up in in the 80s. I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm 46. So, you mm-hmm. know, I brought up in that where everything came, you know, during the Reagan era, the big war on drugs. Oh, it's all coming from Colombia, Mexico, and Cuba. Yep. So we got to shut down our borders and this and that now. There was a lot of stuff going on, and don't, don't get it twisted. It was wild, mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't us going over there and and renting planes and That's bringing. Oh, of course, of course. So yeah. <laughs> they knew because they were participants in it. I'm just you know I'm not a conspiracy theorist, uh, theorist, but listen, it's 2022. They want you to come there. It's so many black people that travel to these places. I've traveled independently by myself, solo traveler to these countries. And, you know, several of the people that I hang with have as well. Um, and, you know, my co-host, uh, Travelmatic Adrian, has been to, you know, Colombia. He's been to um, Mexico by himself. He's been to Brazil by himself. Um, Jay Clyde is another um, listener, who, you know, who's gone to these countries by himself uh, multiple times. So you, you, you do have to establish your level of comfort, but that comes in time. You get your feet wet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I encourage you to push yourself outside your comfort zone because I promise you, there's one thing I'm going to promise you out of all of this is okay. there is something on the other side of it that's going to change your perspective about I like everything. the way you're talking. I like that's, the way you're talking. Facts. That is a I fact. I like the way you're talking. You Tell really me about your, your favorite trip. Ooh, my favorite trip was my first solo trip um, international, and that was to Cuba. I did that in 2019. Fourth uh, of July weekend, 2019. I actually left Fourth of July, and was there for a week. Um, and how I went was by happenstance. So, little background is Cuba's been my dream. It's been my dream trip. Um, okay. And so, when I decided I was going to go somewhere solo internationally, that's what I made the decision first because I too had pre, you know, I had some fears I had to get over. I've been traveling domestically by myself for a long time since I was a teenager. So I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't uncomfortable. But I wanted to go outside the u.s and get outside my comfort zone i knew it would grow me in some way mm-hmm. and so um i basically put a bunch of alerts i have a bunch of travel apps i put an alert out um for some of the places that i was interested in going and i got an alert i'm in ohio um in cincinnati particularly and flying out of cincinnati mm-hmm. to go international could be really expensive especially in the summertime because that's peak travel season right yeah and so mm-hmm. i got an alert for 200 round trip to cuba to havana cuba Wow. Not only was it $200, but my connecting flight was in Atlanta. So I fly from Cincinnati to Atlanta. I had a two-hour layover in Atlanta and head to uh, Havana. And they weren't like 6 a.m. flights. They weren't like midnight flights. It was like the perfect timing. And I just booked it. I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have an itinerary. Yeah. I didn't even know if I was going to go. I figured I'm just going to book it because I have Delta gives you 24 hours to cancel if you book a, not, a, right. a refundable ticket. So that's gotcha. what I did. I booked it. And it mm. was the most incredible life-changing trip I've ever had in my entire life. It was beyond my expectations. 
It was, I got to do everything I ever dreamed of doing in Havana. I'm talking smoking cigars in a jazz, wow. Latin jazz club in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. I'm talking nice. salsa dancing, nice. you know, close to somebody, salsa dancing, you right. know, you know right. live music. I'm talking riding horseback in the, in the, in the, um, in the field. I'm talking going on and watching to see how they make the cigars. Uh, I mean, I'm talking zip lining. I'm talking staying with a family in Cuba and learning about Cuban culture, eating authentic, cooking and eating authentic Cuban food, uh, meeting Afro-Cubans, which was so freaking dope, like beyond dope. Oh, um, you went crazy. Oh, I went crazy for a whole week. And then visiting more than up. one city. So I didn't stay just in Havana. I also went to a small town called Vinales. Mm. Um, and that's where I did the horseback riding and got to tour. Yeah. Um the farm where they did the uh, tobacco and you stayed with the family and I had a really great time. That's what's That's up. What's up. I remember what's up. my first um, international trip. I was a kid. I probably had to be like seven, eight years old. And even at that time, I really didn't appreciate, you know, the place that I was. We were on a cruise to Bermuda. So I really didn't take it in all that much. But nine years ago, I got married and me and Debbie, we went to Dominican Republic for our honeymoon. And it kind of opened me up to, wow, I want to do more international travel. So after that point, we went to the Bahamas two years later for a week. That was cool. And then we went to Costa Rica. Now the Costa Rica trip, it was like me and like 60 of us. It was like family and friends wow, that's and, dope. yeah mm. it, it was family friends and all that good stuff and costa rica is a, a pretty cool place too like yes we, it is it's beautiful we, we rode bikes all through the neighborhoods and stuff and then we went to like the like central area where they do all the shopping and all that stuff so it, it was dope yeah that's traveling dope. the traveling period kind of gets you out because you get to feel like you you know what it is you feel like you get to be yourself yeah because mm. nobody knows you, so there's no expectation attached to how you should act mm. or how you should be. So you get to relax. You don't have to worry about work. If you don't have your That's kids one of the with best you, things. you don't have to worry about <laughs> kids. You really get to just leave all your worries at home. So when you're traveling, you just kind of get to enjoy the moments that you're in. Mm. You don't even have to be doing nothing. You can just be sitting on the beach, drinking a beer. That's one of the best yeah. really like, this is so dope. And it's really not that dope. You're just not doing nothing but chilling. It's Wake just- up right. and go to the beach. Yeah. Directly, directly from the bed to the beach. <laughs> but something happens mm. when you go international because you're outside the, your, your comfort of, I'm in the United States. Mm. So yeah. it grows you in a different way than it would if you were traveling domestically. And when you do it by yourself, now see, again, I'm a person who's, I'm, I'm an introvert. I like to say I'm an introvert extrovert, which Me means too. I am pretty comfortable in my own skin and can do a whole lot of things. You know, I was the girl eating at the bar at the sports bar and being the only girl in the whole sports bar watching, you know, the, the playoffs or watching football or watching yeah. track because I'm comfortable in my own skin. I don't worry about what other people think about me. I'm comfortable enough to understand that I'm going to, I'm going to live and enjoy my life um, the way that I was placed here to do. And hopefully somebody else sees, hey, that girl really is, you know, now it's all self-care. I can take myself out on dates. I've been doing that yeah. for 15 years. Is going <laughs> Talk to your shit. Take myself on dates. Like, so it just grows you in a different way that makes you appreciate life differently. And it changes your perspective about what you want out of life. And it makes you a better person. So you show up in your everyday 
a different, better version of yourself because you've allowed mm-hmm. yourself to be stretched and grown in different ways. Right, so you got to plan that trip, Respect. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you you selling me. You selling me. You Tiffany, <laughs> you definitely selling me, Sean. I, I I can't pretend. You you definitely selling me. Um, so my I just li- I just literally left a track meet today. So, okay. um my my oldest daughter, uh this is her first year in middle school running track and she just Aww. uh had her championship today. And um, amongst my frustrating day, because it's raining in the DMV area and all those types of things, um, you know, you got to go out there and, you know, support your kids. But I uh, understand that you are a track aficionado. I am. And I would love to know, (laughs) I would love to know if, if, um, so when I, when my daughter asked me about how to podcast, when I can tell her I spoke to a track aficionado, what tips can I give her? So. First tip is do it because you love it. Because track is not a sport that you're going to do because you're there all day. You're there from most meets start at 10 and you're there till seven or eight, depending on what level you are. You know, junior high is a little mm-hmm. bit differently, but yeah, you're there all day. Um, yeah, and it's I was. A sport where you're, it's, it's a sport that you really have to find your thing. You know, mm-hmm. coaches will put you in a bunch of different things to try to figure out what your thing is. But go with the thing that you love to do the most. That's going to make you the greatest at. Um, mm. And that's going to make it more enjoyable for you. Because if you're, you're not enjoying it at a junior high level, you you may not do it in high school. Um, yeah. And the second thing is, don't let anybody tell you what you should be doing. That's the second thing. And mm. there's a reason why I say that. Because when I was your daughter's age, I came into um, junior high knowing what events I wanted to run. I've been watching track since 84. So I, yeah. I'm, we're talking younger. I'm 46, so I was born in 75. So we're talking yeah. younger than junior high age. I'm watching the 84 Olympics. I already know what events I want to be, be in. Mm. And at that point, I knew I wanted to be Gail Devers because Gail Devers uh, okay. ran the 100 hurdles and Shout she ran the 100. <laughs> and she ran the 100. She did both. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm going to be Gail Devers. Now, everybody says Flojo, but you got to be a bad woman to be able to do the 100 hurdles and do the 100 uh, back to back the way 100. the Olympics were set up at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And so I got to, you know, first day of junior high track practice. Um, you know, got there and he brings out the hurdles. I'm like, geeked. I ain't showing it. You know, I'm just showing yeah. shy. But I'm geeked on the inside. I'm screaming like, this is my time. I'm about to, this I'm all my hard work. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I went over the first hurdle and he told me literally never do that again. Mm. Just so, again. um, and, and so just so we're clear, um, of all the all time greats, Devers was the one for you coming up. Like she was your inspiration. No. So my inspiration was actually Evelyn Ashford. Do y'all remember? See, I got to go way back. Nope. You got to be old enough nope. to know who Evelyn I got to do some research is. on her. <laughs> so in 84, so in the prior to that, the U.S. had boycotted the Summer Olympics because they were in like Moscow. And um, so they didn't go. So 84, the Olympics was in L.A. And in, in, in pure United States fashion, <laughs> they put on a, a show. Because mm-hmm. Soviet Union didn't come and other, I think China didn't come. So it was going to be dominated by the U.S. because we were the largest team. Um, and okay. so this was my first time really seeing track and field on network television. So they had all this. is This is when they used to play track and field on TV. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and so they had all the fanfare, all the stories behind the stories. And it was Carl Lewis 
and Evelyn Ashford. They just dominated um, in these 100, 200, the long jump, the U.S. women's relay, the men's relay. It was just it was just an amazing time. And that really got me hooked. Um, so I would have to say the first woman I really admire was Evelyn Ashford. And then, of course, Carl Lewis. All right, so I need to get my daughter. I need to get my daughter excited because she's kind of halfway in, halfway out right now. Um, like she wants to do it, but she's looking for a reason to get out of it. That kind of thing. She's eleven, so I, I'm not mad at it. But if I'm trying to push her into track, is there what? Um, and I don't mean push like force, but push her to get her like, ooh, I want, I really want to do this. What's your recommendation? Get her to start watching meets. Mm -hmm. um, some of the collegiate meets, the USA, uh, USA track and field junior meets is okay. a great place to get her excited. And you know how, because if you can get her on a team, which I, you can get her on a team, that's easy to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She starts traveling with the team during the summer. Mm -hmm. She gone. Yeah. She's not with y'all. She gone. Right. And she builds those relationships. She builds those friendships. And now she wants to be around all things track and field. And that's when she'll also find her, you know, she'll start learning her niche. She'll see other kids that look like her participating. That's really where you can kind of, you know, I want to encourage you to and take her out to practice. Now, it's not going to be easy. You got to let her know it's not going to be easy. And I'm going to tell you, these kids are different than how we was. We yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Cause my, my, I seen my baby get yelled at the other day and she could not take it. <laughs> My baby got yelled at, and she ain't deal with it well. And I don't, and I don't want that to discourage her. I'm like, baby, I'm the sports. I don't know what you want me to tell you, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know a young man here in Cincinnati. His name is Connor Sherman. Um, Miles Split has ranked him number one in the state of Ohio um, for twelve year olds. He's just he's twelve. Mm -hmm. He's in junior high. Yeah. Um, and he runs the hundred, the two hundred, the four hundred. You know, I think this kid, you put him in anything, he's going to be able to do it. It's just yeah. some people just automatically, and, and his training right. is intense. And he, this is him wanting to do it. He, you ask the interview, you can go to my Instagram page or my uh, TikTok page and see him. Um, okay. But you ask him what he wants. He wants to be an Olympic champion. He wants to be Usain Bolt. He wants to be, right. this is what he aspires. So you've got to put in front of her people that she can identify with that makes mm. her want to aspire to that. And that will encourage her. Put her, put her in that environment is what's going to encourage her. It's hard for junior high teams. It's really hard, but you got to make it, yeah. you, you know, it's school related. If you get her outside of that, that's why I said USA Track and Field, um, Junior Olympic League or AAU. You know, I'm, I'm USATF certified official. So I'm always going to lean towards what I know and what I've done. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And what I officiate <laughs> because I know the exposure that it gives you, but Really, any kind of um, summer league team will help get her um, acclimated to what it's like to be on a team, what it's like to have that kind of support, and the benefits of it. Straight, straight. That's what's up. Hey, Maestro, quickly before I transition here, uh, shout out to uh, Mocha Bella in the chat, in the Facebook live chat. Uh, she actually has a question for you, Maestro. She says, uh, what made your daughter want to run track? Um, somebody asked her to do it in elementary school. She did good for elementary school kids. So that's why she's doing it now. I think this is what me and her, this conversation <laughs> me and her had. 
Um, but uh, she is extremely small. <laughs> like, God bless my baby. She's small. Um, and I think she's starting to see the bigger kids and like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and tell her the best hurdlers are small hurdlers. I'm just, I don't know what it is about short girls and running hurdles and jumping. Long mm-hmm. jump. Is she the smallest on the team right now? Easily. I mean, mm. easily. Wow. I mean, I mean, she's the smallest everywhere. She played basketball too. She's the smallest there. Yeah. Uh, she's just, she said, that's my baby. She's a small one. She's a little. Now, does wow. she like basketball better? Um, I don't think she knows yet because she just started basketball this year. So I, I've been taking her to like extra like uh, clinics um, on the weekends to kind of help her out. And um, it's just a, that thing. She starts to see people more experienced than and makes her feel away. So, so yeah. you know, we we we've been at it. We've been at it. Um, you know, we've been at it like twice a week. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I actually in um junior high and high school played basketball, volleyball, and ran track. I, I played softball at some point too. Mm-hmm. So I did all three. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True well, athlete. Spoken like a true athlete. <laughs> she's definitely. You know, she's definitely the the sport. And I don't know if she get it from me. And I don't. And I don't even know why she get it from me because I had never did organized sports as a kid. But, um, but I think she sees me playing basketball and say, "Ooh, I want to play basketball and that type of thing." So I try. I encourage her the best way I can. I don't know what. I don't know what she's gonna stick to yet. Yeah, Man, she's I can stick young. my she youngest one or something. I'll, I'll tell you a story. Um, Tiana Bartoletta, I'm sorry, Tiana Madison. Um, she's from Ohio. She was Olympic. You, you guys seen that four by one. Um, Carmelita Jetta was the anchor. And the girl who ran really, she was like super fast on the first leg. It's like mm-hmm. the Olympics were in, wasn't Rio. Um, anyway, it's a video that everybody passes around. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She was the first leg. And she's from Ohio up near uh, Cleveland, Lima or something around that area. And um, she didn't run track until like her senior year of high school. She played basketball. No, she wrestled. She was a wrestler. Hmm. Oh, wow. She didn't run track to her senior year. So, um, and I see that a lot when I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm paying attention to the track. I follow a lot of track athletes on Twitter. I go to a lot of podcasts for track and field. um, And I talk a lot to a lot of officials and a lot of these, some of these kids don't, pick track and field until like later in high school. So you never know what she's going to pick. Just make sure you just give her the grace to figure it out and constantly right. ask her, what does she like? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. I take that. I take that. Cause it's, it's damn sure a fight trying to figure it out. And then, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you sit there and fight with her. It's cool. It's, you know, it's my baby. I fight with her till she don't want to fight no more, but it, it's definitely a fight figuring out what she want to do and how she want to do it. And, you know, I know that was tough for you, but you kind of got to keep doing this if you want to do this. And yeah. <laughs> like she tried to walk out on a basketball practice the other day. I said, nah, you, you, you're going to sit here until this practice over now. If you don't want to do it after that, we'll talk about it. But this one right here that we're at? Nah, we about to, nah, we about to thug this one out. <laughs> and that's the reason why I'm not coaching. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. yeah. it, it happens in high school, too. It happens in high school. And I just, I, I don't come from that. You didn't right. do that sport unless you loved it. Right. Like you just didn't do right. it because it was hard. It wasn't easy. We, I remember yeah. running practices um, in the summer league. It was July, August. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nationals. And it's five o'clock, which is the hottest point of the day. Yeah. And it's, it's 99 degrees outside the track. Whenever you go on the track, it's 10, 10 to 20 degrees hotter on the track than it is outside the track. 
and we mm. out there practicing. Um, you just you mm. gotta love it. It's, it's not gonna yeah. be easy. Yeah, you got, you got me thinking about these past few days, man. Over the weekend, it was just scorching hot. <laughs> Oh, we didn't have that. Don't, don't, don't remind, don't remind me. <laughs> no, but see, and that that was that was you know it's funny you mentioned that Trey because Saturday I'm thinking to myself I bet uh, they uh, her little basketball clinic got canceled for Saturday so I'm like all right well let me still get her up early get them up early let's go you know work out and it was about yeah. it's so we got up it was about 84 degrees so it hadn't even got hot yet mm-hmm. when I tell you these little these two little girls ain't make it 10 minutes in 84 degree weather and I'm I'm the fat old person that can't barely move <laughs> and they couldn't make it 10 minutes I was like man I and part of me wanted to like kind of like nudge them but I know what they're gonna do with their father they're gonna pout and cry so <laughs> I don't want to be that dude Hey, but I was just like, man, these little youngins didn't want no smoking eighty four degree weather wow. at all. Yeah, that would have been that would have been air conditioning <laughs> compared to what we ran in. I mean, I'm in the Midwest in in Ohio, and I'm in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is like a valley, mm-hmm. so you literally just sitting there with the heat and humidity right on top of you. Like, there ain't yeah. nothing like that. Yeah, that's crazy, Maestro. Funny you said that story. So Sunday, uh, Natalie had a soccer game at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, right? And, um, you know, Natalie's my five-year-old, um, Tiff, and um, four of her teammates, and actually it was three of her teammates, four, including herself, out of 10 players on the team show up for the game. So we're already, like, shorthanded, right? Man. And the other teams got all, like, nine of their players ready to go. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it feels like it's 90, 95 degrees out. And it was, I think it was like, yeah, it was, it was actually 90 degrees about out, that. right? Yeah, it was, was about, about that. that. It was about that, mm-hmm. right? And and so they starting to play and the other team actually had to give us a goalie because we only had four, you know, four kids to play with. So it was basically four on four plus the goalie. And like the first 10 minutes, they wanted to come get their water breaks. And, and, and rightfully so, because it was yeah. so hot. Yeah. That, you know, about every five, 10 minutes, the kids had to come off the field, get a drink of water. We we played the game in quarters instead of halves. So at the half point, kids ain't want to play. Dumb. Like, uh-huh. you, like, you Dumb. know, two two of the kids on the field, they just watching the ball roll by them. You know, we're getting goals scored on us. Natalie's like the one out of the, you know, four that's out there, you know, trying to make something happen. And, You're triggering me, bro. <laughs> and you know, the coach was like, "Look, she she asked the kids, hey, y'all still want to go?" And I told Nat, I said, "Say no, say no," because <laughs> 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 it, it was it was hot out there, and you know, the parents and you know, the other team had tents up and all that stuff, and we out here, you know, just you know, collecting sunburn and all this stuff. They called that game at halftime. I said, have, I, I said, you, I said, bravo. <laughs> you guys have no idea. I, uh, last year, I was in Jacksonville, Florida for the, uh, coincidentally, this this week last year, I was in uh, Jacksonville, Florida for the NCAA East Preliminary Regional. So that's the qualifier for the national championship that happens in June. So they have an East Preliminary Rounds, and then they have a West preliminary rounds and whoever makes it from the East preliminary rounds go to the national championship and same with the West. And we're, we're in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm an umpire. Umpires um, make sure that 
everyone's fair on the track. So the exchange zones, mm-hmm. you stay in your exchange zones. You know, there's no bumping and pushing and grabbing. Um, we mark, you know, we look, we're looking, that's what we're doing. We're looking for those things. Um, you stay in your lanes when you're supposed to. You don't get out of your lanes. You, you hurdle correctly. We're doing all of that. So we're on the track during all of the running events from sundown to sundown. And the first part of the day in Jacksonville Stadium at um, North Florida, there is the bleachers, well, not bleachers, but they have stands. The mm-hmm. sun is above the stands, <laughs> the whole meet. Mm. Mm. And so you're an umpire and you're facing, the track is in front of you. You're sitting in the seat facing you. And when I tell you, you got your hat because yeah. the sun is uh-huh. like burning, I mean, burning your skin. You can't drink no water because, again, you're, you're every, it's back to back to back to back to back. So right. You can drink a little right. bit. Because yeah. you have to, but ain't no going to the run to the bathroom and all of that. Like it's mm-hmm. that's it's not a whole lot of that happening. So y'all watching these things and being hot, you know what to do next time. Bring an umbrella. Bring an umbrella. Bring an umbrella. Yeah. You know, make sure you have the right stuff. I have a pod when I go watch stuff that you can just sit up a tent. Yeah. Watch my nephew play soccer. Ice so, water. <laughs> yeah, ice water. I got a cooling <laughs> towel. You know, all that to keep cool. But when you officiate it. You got to give it up to these people who come out to watch your kids, yeah. make sure they have fair games. Because a lot of times, and this is a lot of things that people don't know, is officials don't get paid a whole lot of money at all. Yeah. They do this because they love to support the sport. Mm. So I'm That's not trying right. to hear your tears about the soccer game and the track <laughs> meet. <laughs> right, right. You know what to bring next time. You knew it was going to be 90 degrees. You yeah, knew you're what right. Rain. You're right. <laughs> you know, you make, you're making me think about the last time I yelled at an official. Um, they didn't really want to hear that, huh? <laughs> no, and I did a meet this past Saturday in Louisville. And uh, some of you parents are worse than the children. You mm-hmm. know, I agree with that. 100%. These events, whether it's soccer whether it's basketball, whether it's track and field. We as officials know how the meet is run. Not only do we know because we've done it, we know because we meet an hour and a half before the meet to go over. Right. The same things that the coaches and parents are sent with the, with the rules of the meet, how the, the meet's right. going to go, how things are timed, you know, how's officiated, what's going on. That, that all is communicated prior to the meet. We just go over it to make sure we all are all on the same page. Right. And some of these parents um, want leniency on the rules because they're just kids. But I'm running a meet. We're running a meet based upon rules that we have to run the meet by in order to mm-hmm. be a sanctioned event, in order right. for it to be fair. And that's our job is to make it fair. And you showing up late to an event and your child get not not being able to participate, and you're telling me that's not fair. When everybody else's child showed up on time to the mm-hmm. event, mm-hmm. were able to mm-hmm. do what they were supposed to do, and you want me to bend the rules because you drove four hours for your child to compete in that one event that you made them late for. Right. So it's about that preparation. Right. Uh, it's about following the damn rules. I agree with that. Now yeah. my yelling wasn't my my yelling wasn't because of that, so I'm not as bad as those parents. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, one more uh, one more thing before you know in regard to track and field. If uh, shout out Andre Elam in the uh, Facebook live chat, he had a question for you. He says, um, "What about the Prefontaine women hundred meter dash? What's it going to oh. be like, and the men's one hundred meter dash as well?" 
So I'll tell you, I'll tell you why he's asking that. And it's funny, he I, I have that on my list. So let me tell you who's gonna be in that women's prefontaine. So the prefontaine uh, meet will be happening in Eugene, Oregon. They'll probably show it on TV. I'll, you guys follow me on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. I'll be more than happy to post that information. I always do. Um, yeah. But that event is Saturday, the 28th. Mm. Um, and it's going to be a big one because this is going to be the second time that we are going to see Shakira Richardson this year. So we haven't okay. seen her since Shout her band. Her. Shout out to um, her. Mm-hmm. So she will be coming back. She actually did a meet last Saturday, yeah, last Saturday um, in uh, Jacksonville. Um, okay. American Track League. So if you guys are interested in watching Track League on, um, usually on ESPN2 is where you'll find them. Follow American Track League on, Inst- on Instagram. They're having meets locally. So if you're in Atlanta, you're in uh, Memphis, you're in Jacksonville. They had one in Louisville. They've got some in California. They're bringing local meets to your areas, but bringing national competitors and world-class mm. competitors to these meets. So they're really fun, really great time. So if you have an opportunity to go, go. But <sighs> Um, so in that meet will be not only just Shakiri running the 100, but Elaine Thompson Herrera from Jamaica will also be running in um, the 100, as well as um, Dinah Escher Smith, who's from Great Britain. So um, what are we going to see? You know, you got Shakiri, you've got Elaine Thompson. I'm sure we're going to have other people. I'm not sure if T.T. Thompson is going to be competing. Uh, I'm not sure if, um, uh, what's her name, Oliver is going to be competing. For right now, these are who they're marketing as the headliners of the 100. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, you know, I'm hoping for the best for Shakira. This is the second time we'll, we'll see her, like I mentioned. Um, yeah. Elaine Thompson has been showing a little bit like she's injured. We don't know she's injured. She hasn't mentioned anything about being injured, but she's pulled out of some Diamond League meets um, that has people asking those type of questions. Um, I would be interested to see if Shelly Ann Fraser-Price decides at the last minute um, you know, she's not on the card um, for this meet, but that would have been a very interesting thing because she's kind of spearheaded herself as the, the woman to beat, along with Kambuji from Norway. Is she from Norway? Finland, Norway, one of them European countries. Hold on. I got a, a, a Tiff, I got to let you know right now. You putting us in a whole track and field zone that let me speak for myself. I know nothing about it. I know Shikari. I know Shikari. So nah, you put me in the bag. So when so when people, because I know a lot of people think because we do a sports podcast, we know everything we need to know about all the and we and we really don't be. But I'm taking these little I'm taking these little nuggets, and I'm so just when somebody called me, I'm like yeah. But what about such such and such and such? So I'm playing this episode back so I can. You giving me game right now. Yeah, I was just about to say, I was just about to say, Tiff, you're, you're making history on our podcast because in the two in the 200 plus episode history of this podcast, this Not is the never. only time that we've ever spent this much time talking track and field. Shout and we and you. we rocking. Yeah, and we rocking. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I love all sports, but that's what, that's my heart right there. So I can feel. That's but, what's up. Yes, the women's 100 will be one to watch. The men's 100, I think um, that, um, let's see who they got. They've got Trayvon Bromwell, who's going to be running. You know, he, he, he does well in these smaller meets. I haven't seen him do really well in these larger meets. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But, um that's who's to watch in the hundred. 
um, there's going to be some key races in all the way from, I'm going to say 1500 down to 100. That includes the hundred meter hurdles for both men and women look for, um, in the men's hundred hurdles. I don't know if, um, your boy that used to run for Florida is going to be anyway, watch those races. The pre-Fontaine is a, is a classic meet. It's a, a precursor to the U S championships that will be happening later in June. That is the qualifier for the world championships that happened in July. By the way, World Championships this is the first time ever it's been on U.S. soil, um, and I will be there, of course. Mm. I had to be there. That's what's that. up. Um, uh, that's what's don't, up. And this is the last track and field thing. Don't forget that NCAA East and West Regional start this week. They actually start tomorrow. Um, the men kick it off on Wednesday. The women kick it off on Thursday. The men's finals are on Friday, and the women's finals are on Saturday. You do not want to miss the finals. If you mm. don't watch nothing else, watch the finals and wait I'm, for the wait for the hundred, the two hundred, the hundred hurdles, especially the women's one hundred. Mm. One, I think the you, uh, the NCAA record is going to be broken. I think it's going to be broken. Mm. Two, Coastal Carolina has one girl who has the top, the fastest time in the country right now, and that's the HBCU. And I always got to give it up to HBCU okay. who are shining shout on out, that large stage. <laughs> yeah, but respect. also uh, Amy uh, Amber Amy Griner. I can't remember her name. What is her name? Amy Steiner, who is from Kentucky. Um, you might have seen her. She's the white girl from Kentucky that's been burning up the track in the 200 mm -hmm. um, and the 100, pretty much. Um, she's going to be running. And there's a young lady from LSU who's also, you know, SEC champion right now. Um, so it's going to be good track and field this weekend alone. So look on your local stations. Follow me on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, and I'll be more happy to provide those station channels. But you do want to watch those events. All right, we we gonna we gonna tap in. All we right. definitely gonna tap in. All right, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, now from one Raven fan to another. Let me go on. So, give me some water real quick. So, yeah, you go ahead. You, you go on ahead, bro. You go ahead. Do what you gotta do, man. So, uh, so Tiff. So uh, a, a few questions for you, um, because I've we we've had a couple of guests previously. Uh, come on here and talk about the Ravens flock and the fan base and some of the base. Um, well, I, I'm you want to ask, ask me? You want to ask me? You want to ask me? No, no, Who, she's what, asking me. She's what, asking what, me. First of all, what Maestro. team are you a fan of? <laughs> Who? Who's your team, Maestro? Hold on. Can you can you see? Can you can you see? Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I, I told him. How me in five years? You're not even relevant for about five years. How long in about three, <laughs> about three years? All right, Look, yeah. okay. I'm only accepting that because we're in the off season and we get and we and our legend just retired. But around August, I'm I'm back to being unobjective. Right, let's be clear. I'm y'all accept objective maestro until about August, even though he shouldn't be because he got Coach Epps coaching the team. You know, right. one of the best coaches in the league. Right. I don't know why you you know, but. That's that's it's only, so, it's only so much. It's only so much greats can do, man. So, like I said, I'm gonna be objective right now. But if if you happen to circle around this podcast, well, why do you about have a August, with our fans, y'all got the most second most obnoxious fans in. Let me in, tell you. Right I mean, let me tell you a very very good reason. Everybody right, knows right Steelers. Now. Steelers fans act like they the Steelers. Okay, they all the Detroit Pistons of the NFL. I don't care what nobody say. Y'all hey, are the I, bad boys I, of the NFL. <laughs> No, nobody oh, like snap. that. Oh, snap. Hey, hey. So, I ain't so never heard top, that comparison before. <laughs> listen, y'all are the top five worst, like top three, like worst fans for me is 
We must Dallas be smoking. We must been. We've been smoking y'all boots for a long time. And Pittsburgh Steeler fans. What's the second fan base? What's the second fan base? You said Cincinnati Bengals fans. Oh, the Bengals fans. Uh, oh, okay. I don't even know about that fan. I, I only know one. I, I know a Cincinnati Bengals family. They come, there, they come. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh have the biggest rivalry in our division. People keep telling me it's the Ravens and the Steelers. I don't think so. I think it's the Ravens and Steelers. I think it's the, it's Ravens, the Ravens. It's the Ravens and Steelers. The Ravens biggest Steelers, rivalry. I think so. Ravens yeah. and Steelers have never had physical altercations on the field. Bengals and Pittsburgh. That's true. That's oh, true. From that standpoint. Twice. Okay. That's a good point. From that's that a good point. That's a good point. And, and, and even the and even the Browns, even the Browns have gotten physical with Pittsburgh on several occasions. We don't in the past. Because we're gentlemen. We don't fight. We don't do all that. That's y'all. Y'all be doing that because y'all get frustrated. We don't do that. We handle our stuff. We go and we strategize. We all about strategy. Y'all just try to muscle. I mean, I mean we muscled our way to six rings. I mean, I don't know. I mean, hey, and maybe the muscling is working, is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. 2008. I mean, been a but while. I mean, been a while. <laughs> okay. hey, it's been a, a while, while in Baltimore oh, too. Okay. It's been a while oh, in Baltimore okay. too. But see, we got the most recent one of the two teams. I don't so. know why that means so much to you, though. Because we have it's about the to be ten recent, years. We have the most recent reign between the two teams. And I heard you first time. And we're a younger team. I don't even know what that. All right. I mean, we look, haven't been in long, as long as y'all. You know what y'all problem is. This is my problem with y'all in Twitter on Twitter recently. So one day I'm, you know, I'm scrolling through Twitter. I ain't got nothing better to do. And um I see my man, my man's is in a Twitter space. And I go in there, I'm like, all right, let me see what my man's talking about. And they, I mean, when I tell when I tell you that y'all was in there having a straight up bitch session about the the state of y'all organization right now, and I'm like, oh no no no, no I don't want to hear that. I don't. It was Bobby I don't want to hear y'all. I don't want to hear y'all. Were you following uh, Steelers last year on Twitter? Yeah, Steelers fans. Were you in the conversations with Steelers fans? Because I was. Um, I don't. I, I don't. Was. I don't conversate with none of. I'm. I ain't gonna lie to you, Tiffany. I'm in, I, this is this is something that I'm learning. You know what? And and this is all it always goes back to Trey. Trey, you are in some respects my inspiration, bro. Because I'm I'm not the type of person. I don't like like I'm on social media. I'm pretty much there to do my business, like what I like, and then and, and get a ball for there. I don't talk to people. You don't like I, socializing I, with people. I don't <laughs> like people. You, you, know, you, I you think cut people, me off. You cut me off before you see where I was going with this. <laughs> my people is, are so stupid. When have you ever? Not going to an NFL fan base conversation about how their organization is doing if they're not winning, especially if they're not winning, and mm. not seeing fans bitching. It happens for every team. To every fan base. Every fan hey. base has so a you, bitch you mad at about I, their team. You mad at us because we yeah. being like everybody else. We like, we're supposed yeah. to be different. You know why? Because you think we're different. We don't think we're different. That's I know you six rings is different. We think we different. So I think six think. rings is different. Going back to them rings, man. You was oh, only allowed for two of them rings, man. That sounded that sounded real insecure. When somebody telling me why they don't like me and it ain't got nothing to do with me, that's look, that's all about them. <laughs> oh, you grown? Hey, you grown? <laughs> <laughs> but Tiff, just to, to get to my earlier question though, because I, you know, we had a couple of guests on that were saying, you know, Ravens fans are the worst and, you know, they'd be in the Twitter spaces acting up and stuff. And some of it I agree with, 
Some of it I agree with. I don't know what your exposure to Twitter space or even conversations with other Ravens fans are, but some of it is cool. And then most of it is toxic. Like most this of is what This is what it is. Ravens fans like to talk shit. Mm. Tell mm. it. Because Tell we it. do got some backup with it. No matter what you say, you can't say we ain't got no rings. You can't say we don't have no black quarterback. We can't say we don't do this. We've got Hall of Famers, all the stats. We got some of the best players in the you know league in, in different positions. You can't say we the you can't say we the Lions. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're not a losing team. We 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 can we are consistent with being competitive. Whether or not mm-hmm. we're always championship competitive. It's different, but during the season, we're gonna we're, you're gonna play hard football against us. I give top you five that front office, top five front office, and you know Baltimore really the fan base. We take a lot of stuff because y'all ain't nothing but Cleveland and this and that, and y'all don't make you know the right decisions. And you, we're in that conference that's always gonna be competitive. It's always it's, you got Baltimore, you got um, Cleveland, you got Pittsburgh. You Bengals. know these are gritty. Yeah. You know, teams are gonna always butt heads. Yeah, they fight. That's yeah, where yeah. Mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. I agree pick with that. up on us as being assholes. Is we're not. We just we like to talk shit. We like that shit. We we feed mm-hmm. on that shit. You come at us with about our team. You better have all your stuff together. Tell us. We get hit and thrown at all the time. Okay, I, I live in Cincinnati, and last year the Cincinnati Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. The Do Super you Bowl. know Facts. how many calls, Facts. texts? Uh, tags, DMs, people on the street. <laughs> I took my, uh, and I posted this on my social media, and Mocha might remember this if she's still watching. I took my, fr- my friends are Bengals fans, die hard. Her husband played mm-hmm. for the, since his name is Joe Kelly, he played for the Cincinnati Bengals on that That Super sounds Bowl, familiar. On that Super Bowl team in um, 88, 87-ish. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he's from L.A., and uh, so she came with us to the Ravens game against the Bengals in Baltimore. And, mm. you know, we had high hopes. There's just one team. I could lose to any other team in the NFL. I'm going to be honest with you. Losing to them, for me, yeah. is mm. like, I don't know I how it. to compare it. I, I don't know it. how to yeah. compare it because it's yeah. not really comparable. I and it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost. And, and my friend Tiffany is just like me, Tiffany. Loud, you know got personality and she, we're sitting in the Baltimore side of the state and she got all her bingo stuff on and she is yelling saying I hide messing with us I got it on video harassing us so I mean that's why we the way we are is because we take hits from you know Steelers you ain't got six rings and you ain't did this and then the Browns you ain't nothing but us and y'all ran like a thief in the night blah 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 so we mm. get it that's why we we're on the defensive but we know hmm. it's all love at the end of the day. Interesting. Well, I never heard. I've never heard Baltimore Ravens is the worst fan base. Well, and and I don't really care who's the worst fan base. To be honest with you, I don't like. I don't really care. Um, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you know what? My homegirl is a Dallas Cowboy fan, and she'd be like, "Yeah, we is the worst." <laughs> so. <laughs> Because they go, because they say they're gonna win the Super Bowl every year. Every year. And then they get in the playoffs and they choke. 
every year they, the they have Jerry Jones as a coach, as a, as an owner. Every year, mm-hmm. every year you make these declarations, you forget that you have Jerry Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he kind of is a coach, even if he ain't. Organizations win he everything. Organizations everything. win Super Bowls, not teams. People yeah. want to believe yeah. that it's teams. It is organizations who win Super Bowls. That's a great point. It's a great so, point. So, uh, how you feeling about the offseason moves? Because I don't like none of them. You don't like none of them? Okay. No. Okay. Wait Mar a minute. Jackson you got, you got the floor. Signed. You got the floor. <laughs> Mar hasn't signed a deal yet. That's To me, that's priority one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then you mm. let go Hollywood Brown during the draft, and you draft this Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame, which I already got a problem with anyway. Wow, because I never heard that. Five. He runs a 459. In the forty, do you know how slow that? I can run a four or five right now. I'm not. I know I, can, I can't run a four. Five. <laughs> I must say I run like a seven eight. <laughs> but for uh, the position of safety, uh, and I'm just gonna say it like this. Yeah. He Notre Dame is overhyped every year, and so these athletes from Notre Dame get visibility because of that. So that's Chase my Claypool. problem one. Because you tell me that a that a five four not five. Four five nine DB safety uh, corner from any other school in the Power Five, I mean, outside the Power Five, mm-hmm. would make it to mm-hmm. the, in the first round, fourteen right. pick in the NFL draft. I would tell you you were crazy. Yeah. I'll tell you you were crazy. So Notre Dame got him a little leverage. He goes to Columbine, poops all over Columbine in Indianapolis. Runs a four five nine. He's got to cover. And again, I'm always going to take it back to the teams I don't want to lose to. He got to cover Higgins. Mm-hmm. He got to cover Boyd. And he got to cover Chase just in Cincinnati alone. And then don't yeah. forget, you play Miami week two. Who he got to cover in mm-hmm. Miami now? Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Well, in the, in the division, Yeesh. he got to cover Amari Cooper now. Yeah. <laughs> in Cleveland. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was smart. Come on. So, wow. so I, I kind of see it a little differently, right? So, you know, going into the draft, my thing was we got to address the pass rush. We got to address um, receiver. And, you know, this is before I knew about Hollywood getting traded. Now, I feel differently about that, too, because at the end of the day, Hollywood Brown's second contract, we weren't going to give him that money. So it was better to get a first round pick. I mean, a first round pick like nobody, nobody would have imagined us getting that. So, OK, but don't waste it on Kyle Hamilton. From Notre Dame, who runs a four or five. Well, that yeah, pick's going to be in the following draft. That that pick's in next year's draft. I don't think that pick was for um, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, I could be you wrong sure about, about that. that. Yeah, I, I, pretty... I, I I thought that I thought that pick was going to be Hollywood for next year. For that pick, I think they for traded that first, with the yeah. Ravens. Traded, traded, traded with the Bills to move up to get Kyle Hamilton. I oh right, because they moved. So that's too. right. That's yeah. right. Because they moved. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, to get Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> Well, my only my only question about that is because we just signed Marcus Williams to a contract. We got him from the Saints, and so now we got four safeties on the roster. And to me, that runs a four five. I know, which is almost a four six. I get it. (laughs) I get it. They're gonna convert one of those safeties to a slot corner to fill that void that Tavon Young filled. He's no longer with the team now. So that's my question. Like, who are they going to convert to safety? I don't know why you're so high on that. That's the second time you said that, and you said that they're going to convert somebody to a, a corner. That's a lot of safeties, I, I bro. Like, 
I mean, you don't have to keep all of them. I mean, Mark. I mean, obviously, you keep uh, uh, William, the cat from the Saints, and then you yeah. uh, keep uh, Hamilton. But they also just signed Cal Fuller today. They, yeah, cornerback. Yep, one year deal. Yeah, yeah I, I saw so that. I'm not so necessarily. Yeah, I'm not so necessarily sure that they're about to convert some one of those safeties. I I think if anything, they might not keep all of those safeties at bare minimum. That's you gotta possible. Keep, you got to keep Kyle Hamilton, damn it. Right, and you got to keep him, yeah. right. Yep. And so, you got to keep Marcus so Williams. you're talking about Chuck Clark possibly not being on the team. Yeah. You're talking about what, uh, Deshaun Elliott not being on the team. He got hurt last year. I mean, yeah, I'm, it's possible. Yeah, that's, it's possible. I'm, I don't even think that's a hard decision. I mean, and I'm, I'm speaking as not a Ravens fan. I don't even think that's a hard decision. No no disrespect to Deshaun Elliott who, you know, has some, you know, some moments. He, he has some moments, yeah. He yeah, has some moments. But, I but mean, we still don't sound- got a pass rush. We still don't have pass rush. That's the that's the thing for me, where it's it's a question mark. It's who's gonna rush the passer, and if they're counting on the dudes we have right now, I don't think anybody's gonna be like T.J. Watt or anything like that. I mean, it's just gonna ain't be no, but ain't no T.J. Watt rush by committee. It's only one T.J. Watt, bro. Oh my God! Why'd you even mention that? It's name? Only one, bro. Why it's only one, bro? Why'd you even mention that name, Trey? Like, <laughs> it's only one, bro. Don't mention nobody. I mean, don't even mention the letters S or E or L E R. None of that. Don't mention none of that for the rest of the night, please. Come on, bruh. Come on, bruh. It's and only they rob, one. They robbed your man's. <laughs> Who that? TJ Watt. Didn't they rob him of the record? Yeah, they damn right they robbed him. Because <laughs> that, that was a sack. And I don't care what you say about your little damn rule. That was a sack. Hey, they going by the rules, the rules. bro. Rules are rules, bruh. <laughs> We go by the rules. See, see how, see how you, how you like the lines habitually lined. Hey, that's only a That's what we do. That's what we do. You remember when Mike Thomas stopped Jacoby Jones? But you good at pointing out what our thoughts are while you're meanwhile you're habitually line stepping. Hey, that's what we do. We 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 constantly stretching the rules. You see how uh, back in the day when Tomlin stopped Jacoby Jones from getting that touchdown on the kickoff, we do what we gotta do, Sean. And, And we and we won that game still too. Don't yeah, matter. I'm just, saying, we win I'm just talking about what I'm just talking about. We doing what we gotta do sometimes. Well, it, it, getting them it ain't work. Right it ain't it work, work though. <laughs> well, that did work. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest with you. Since y'all been playing like that, y'all ain't won no Super Bowls, and you're not going to. Don't worry. We might get one this year. Y'all mess around, make uh, us the Mitchell Trubisky. Don't, don't sell that. Don't sell that, bro. We, we, hey, hey, bro. Don't sell the trying, to me. She's trying to, she's trying to awaken the August hey, fan in me right can, now. Hey, I ain't trying to wake Trey, They can bring the bus back and they still wouldn't win. <laughs> hey. Hey, I tell you what, playing the Ravens, hey, playing the Ravens, we're going to have plenty of time in the pocket. Hello. Well, Hello. Look, you gonna need it. Hello, ass Mitch. Look, Mitch can't, look he, he my running backs. My running backs is coming back. <laughs> my 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 secondary coming back. My running backs are coming back. My running back going to take a step up. We'll my see. running back going to take a step up. We'll see. All, all this, all that before. None of them. Mm, hello. Show me. Show me when you step on the field. Don't do all this. Don't do nothing. Uh, all that matters is what happens when that clock hits zero zero. You can do all that free stuff, but all you want. Hey, look, all man. Hey, hey, Trey. What's the what's the Pittsburgh? Ain't we on a little run beating y'all right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no. We on a little they, run. They got we on the, a little they, run. Tiff, they got the belt. They they got the belt right now. We so. on a little run right now. That's all I'm saying. So you know, I can't, and, and I, I, I can't team, talk um, uh, until until we beat them 
In the regular season, I, I can't talk. Which I lost six straight, right? Six straight. But no, six straight four, to go out. Four, four straight. Four straight. No, or oh, four straight against See? Pittsburgh. But I'm talking about six straight to end the year. Oh, to end the year. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, throw all the stuff out. And then be like, why y'all act like that? We just like, why you? I know, right? Y'all do got reason to bitch. You're right. Y'all definitely do. You you know what? I'm sorry, Twitter Spaces. Y'all do have reasons to bitch in these. Y'all, y'all definitely did lose six straight. Yeah, was, we, I mean, we, weren't we like eight and three? We was the number one yeah, seed yeah, with okay. like twenty guys on injured reserve. Like, and I didn't think protocol. about that. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. what? I, you know what? Here's, I didn't think about it like that, guys. I didn't Tiff, think about it like that. Here, here's what I can't wait for, Tiff. I can't wait for Lamar Jackson to come back because everybody, you know, they've been doing their top five lists. You know, they top five in the AFC. They leaving my man's off of that list. Okay. And they, and they keep disrespecting the dude. Listen, Trey, you worried about the wrong thing. You know why I say you worried about the wrong thing? What's that? Because one thing that Lamar Jackson has always shown us is that he's exactly where he needs to be. And when it's time, he's going to do what's going to need to be done. Mm-hmm. He sat at the NFL draft with not even his name being mentioned in those rooms. Mm. Goes to Baltimore. Didn't even know at that point if he was even going to be drafted. Comes to Baltimore, takes a back seat to Joe Flacco to learn as much as he could. And what happened when they called him up to the plate? Mm-hmm. Then his very first season, he became MVP. He has always been deemed not shouldn't be where he's at. They keep moving the goalpost for this man. They keep moving it. <laughs> Let them move the goalpost. I have enough faith in who he is as an athlete to trust that he gonna get there. Mm-hmm. And he don't want he don't want you to love him. He wants you to hate him because all you doing mm-hmm. is proving to him. That no matter what he does, you're always going to find a reason. So I'm just going to pe- keep being great. And see, Tiff, that's why he's turning down the money he's being offered because he knows he's worth more. Exactly. He knows that. That's why he's playing the season out. And just like Joe did, played the season out, won a Super Bowl, cashed I was going to say, won a Super Bowl. Exactly. And, gave, and what did he say when they asked him what he was going to do? He went right into the camera and said, give me my money. Yep. That's what Lamar trying to do. And I respect it. I respect him. Yep. And, and you know who I hope that work out for do? y'all, man. You know who told him? Hey, if it don't, it's just football. We got a Super Bowl. What you mean how it work out? <laughs> I'm talking about for Lamar Jackson. I'm talking about how oh, it work out. Oh, okay. Well, at least at least our um our team and our management and our you know GM got the balls to draft a, a black quarterback. Because mm. who did y'all who did y'all mm. Who did y'all have an opportunity to draft in this mm. year's draft? And mm. who did you pick up? You know who you picked up that. instead? You picked up the story. You picked up the guy who makes a feel-good story. You need feel-good stories kid. in the end. The hometown hey, kid who mm. dreamed of playing for the Steelers. That's who y'all picked up. Hey, I almost said something racist, Tiffany, on respects to my team, and I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not gonna. You, you, you almost pulled it out of me, and I'm not gonna. You, I'm not. You're not gonna get me to do it. Well, first of all, Tiff, he didn't want to draft the quarterback to begin. With. I didn't want to draft a quarterback, though. Yeah, I didn't want to draft quarterback. He didn't want that. Well, who was gonna be your quarterback? You knew Roethlisberger was retiring when you said that. Well, because at the end of the day, I don't look. If he is our franchise quarterback, great. 
I would love to be wrong, but I don't I don't believe he's gonna be our franchise quarterback, Kenny Pickett. I think we could have just spent I think we could have stopped gap with Mitchell Trubisky for a couple of years and hoped for the best after a year or two in the in the draft. There was no way that boy family and his and his who his family knows has been lobbying yeah. for that kid to be a stealer. Yeah. I and get it. I get it. Even if they got him in the third round, which I think they could have got him later, later round. Why you waste your first round? Like Jesus. I don't think he would have went there. I don't think he would have went past the second round. Come on. But the way they were talking, he probably, you probably right, Maestro. With the way they was talking. Mm. Okay, so get him in the second round. But I'm not sold on him. But I'm not sold on him. I'm, I mean, that just, just straight up, I'm not sold on him. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not sold on him. Yeah, Malik Willis was right there, man. Right there for the taking. <laughs> Look, I'm not sold on Malik Willis, so hey. And by the way, we had the first black quarterback. Shout out Joe Gilliam. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. Different times now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to talk about the, I mean, sometimes. You could have had a black quarterback a and a black time. head coach on the same team. Y'all, yeah. y'all was saying was like, and y'all, nah. and y'all got Brian Flores on the staff sometimes too. It take a, sometimes it take a long time, but you got to respect the originators, Ravens fans. We did it first. How come old people always want you to respect them because they did it first instead of a, instead of <laughs> applauding the accomplishment you did going further than them? Hey man, hey man, y'all was in a oh, tough spot that. and all when I, that. When I'm old, I make this promise hey, to all young people. I'm, when I get old, I'm gonna applaud you for what you did stand on my shoulders. The last I tell thing you I'm what do is tear you down like Maestro do and tell you to get in your place. I tell, young I, man. I tell you all you, I tell you all you young motherfuckers down. <laughs> but I tell you what, if Justin, if Justin Herbert was there at 32, I don't know if it go the same way. I don't know if Lamar Jackson gets drafted at 32 if Justin Herbert is there. Meaning if he have came out a year earlier, what you're saying? If Justin Herbert was there at 32 and mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson was still there at 32, I don't mm-hmm. think you guys are drafting a black quarterback. But why do y'all always talking ifs? Those are scenarios hey, that hey, will never know. Hey, you I'm just even, saying that maybe. I'm just saying that maybe. You got the whole room quiet <laughs> and then repeated that, what you just said. I'm just if. saying that maybe. Not something I'm just saying that maybe. On, no meat. I'm just potatoes. saying that maybe. But if if the I world was, was China, yours, you might have not have wanted him. I'm just saying y'all may not have wanted him. Is all I'm saying. You don't know nothing. You may not have your first choice. I don't know nothing. You don't, exactly. Don't don't know know he wasn't. He wasn't our first choice. Remember, we drafted the tight end. Remember, we we traded down the draft. Uh, what's his yeah. name? Hayden Hurst. So yeah, he wasn't our first choice. There's no. No secret about that. It was kind of like a oh shit, Lamar Jackson's still available. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm sure he was on their draft report. You know, I'm sure they were interested in him. I mean, of course, of course, undeniable at that point. What he done yeah. in Louisville, what he did at the combine, he was undeniable. So I'm sure somebody was going to get him. The, oh, the yeah. question was, is he going to go in the first round? And you know, he's at the damn draft, thinking he's going in the first round. Mm-hmm. So Amen. if he had, if he was at home chilling on the couch and they were talking about him being a second round draft pick, he probably would have been fine with that. But Lamar knew, like he knows now, that he was meant to be where he was supposed to be. He was meant Amen. to be the last pick in the first round. Hey, Amen. So I hear you. You and let Andy's a top two quarterback in that whole draft class, and he's the he's the first one to become uh, an MVP, wasn't he, in that yep. draft class? Yep. Yes, that's a fact. 
Yep. So, I mean, listen, yep. you can deny the greatness. Is there issues? The whole organization got issues. Oh, I'm, oh look, I'm look. I'm a black quarterback fan. Okay. I only root against him when he playing Pittsburgh, and uh, let's let's be clear, he don't play great against us in wow. his career. See how you just keep throwing stuff, and we the bad ones. Hey, hey, look, that's that's okay because when we get when we get our squad back, everybody in the North gonna know what's up. I'm with you on that. Everybody gonna know what's hey, up. Okay, let, let's so. talk NBA player. We could do this. We could do this banter all day. I got plenty of those in the clip. But we gotta talk. We got. We gotta do so. We gotta do a little bit of basketball. We just gotta do a, a little I bit of basketball. I got yeah, my basketball yeah. shirt on. Hey. Shout out! Shout out to the Pacers. Indiana basketball. Actually, actually, this is the fever. This is oh, the, the fever. Oh, about say, yeah, about about WNBA. I got the Indiana hey. WNBA shirt on. This, I, I know the number on the back. The Mystics okay. five and two right now, Shorty. So I mean, I'm I'm a little bit okay, here. okay. I'm a little oh, here, bit here. Oh, here you go, pretending to be a. I'm a fake I'm a fan, fan, bro. What you want me to say? Name one player. Pretending to be a fake fan. Name one player. Just one. Name one player on the Mystics. Who can't name? Who can't name? Who can't name Della Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> he googled that before he came. Now, if you just said two. I would have struggled with two. I would have struggled with two. You should have phrased it anybody other than Elena Della and he would have up. I, I definitely would have thought. I would have thought for a couple of seconds. You might have seen me cut this, cut the camera off real quick for like five yeah, nah. seconds. I like My internet move fast. I like all yeah. WNBA. It's not like that nasty rivalry like the, the men have in in, in the NFL. <laughs> I but ain't NFL. that with? <laughs> oh, don't make me shit on the WNBA. What? Ain't that well, would make? Ain't well, that would make it fun? The 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 banter. Ain't that part of I it? Didn't, you didn't hear me say nothing about not being banter. No, well, the hate is banter to me. We're not talking about the hate. Sometimes we got to fight. Sometimes we got to fight. That's the. That's we don't the need to do all. Hitness. We don't need to do all. At the end of the day, it's it's a game. Like, it's in, at the end of the day, it's a game. Like, there's no reason. Me to and fight. Me and Trey might grab each other's jerseys, but at the end of the day, we know it's a game. But sometimes you gotta. Yeah. You're playing. You're, you're literally playing football. Like that's what you're doing. There's no reason sometimes. for it. Sometimes, some look because I I just made it. I just I made it up in my mind. The, I love ahead, NBA, I love the WNBA because there's always an elevation of the player types, and you know, a, a, let me tell you this, and and I'm gonna go with I don't even like this girl, but I'm gonna go with something Candace Parker say, and I I don't like Candace Parker. Ooh. Not because she's not cool. I think she's cool as hell. It's because somebody I dated took me to a to a fever game with Candace Parker, and they love Candace Parker, and they sat in mm-hmm. the seat next to me screaming like they were at a a, a, a Jodeci concert, screaming <laughs> So that's why. <laughs> Literally hey, screaming. A, 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 oh, I'm, it was bad. But I'm gonna throw an said, audible. I'm gonna throw an audible at you. Um. Since we're talking WNBA, I thought about this topic for about a couple of weeks now. Who who you think the Mount Rushmore of the WNBA is oh, as I it stands right now? I don't know. Yeah. Like right now or like all, all overall? No, yeah, I mean I like have, overall. Overall. I would have to. I oh, that. To, I, oh, mean, I need yeah. to research. You know, I know. So Lisa you best Lisa better have a four for you to say that. I got a four. At least Alexa's wow. going to be on the list because she I, was I, yeah. one of the, you know, yeah, yeah. So she was for the me, most, one of the most commercial, um, mm-hmm. right, 
athletes that came out of the WNBA. I know some people are going to add a name on there that I won't add. I'll add Candace Parker. Um, mm-hmm. Candace Parker came from Tennessee. So she came from a legendary coach, legendary yeah. team. Mm-hmm. And she did some stuff that we hadn't seen. Um, that was kind of the introduction to WNBA girls can look different. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't have right. to say it. Right. Um, and, yeah. and so she became marketable for that. And on top of that, she was dog on the basketball court. Like nobody yeah, mm-hmm. was messing with Candace on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. So um, I would put those two definitely, uh, you know, Taraji, well, Tar- what is her name? Tarasi. 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 Uh-huh. I never say her name right. Tarasi is climbing. You know, she, yeah. you know, she's got multiple championships. She's got multiple, um, you know, appeal to the, she's a global marketing yeah. Um, athlete, and she, you know, you can't deny her on the basketball court. Yeah. Um, and so I think, like I said, Tarasi's climbing, but I'm just going to pick those two, Lisa Leslie and Candace Parker, and there's some some other names that I just haven't yeah. thought about that question that I can't so. really think of, and that don't hate me uh, for not, because I know there's some names that are, uh, I think Tina, is it Tina Turner? Tina? Tina Thompson. Tina, Tina Thompson. Tina Thompson, yes. yes. Tina Thompson, Tamika Ketchings. Tamika Ketchings is a good one too. I mean, so there's so many names that I think of that I, I could bring up, and I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect anybody because I, I need to do something that. Here, here, here's my four: Coop, even though she's not looking good in the news right now. I don't know if y'all heard, but I'm not going yeah. to go in right now. Uh, I mean, yeah, um, Coop, Maya Moore, Diana Taurasi, Lisa Leslie. That's Wait, so you leave, you leave Tamika Ketchings off? Candace Parker? You leave Candace Parker and Tamika Ketchings off? Who, Tamika are you take, Ketchings. who, who are you taking off the four that I just named? Who are you taking off? Maya Moore, please. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Low over Tamika yeah, Ketchings? Over Tamika really? Ketchings. Over Maya Tamika Moore's Ketchings. got four chips. What are, you, what are, we, what are we talking about? Maya. My, you, over Tamika Ketchings. Maya Moore got four rings. <laughs> Sorry, she I got four know. rings. I, I, and I, I'm and biased. I, and I, I, I I'm get it. A fever shirt. I'm biased, so I'm, I'm wearing an Indiana fever shirt. Hey, and you have a I'm right a to be biased. Tamika Hose Club. Are we being biased? You have a right. You have a right for that. You have a right to I'm do that. I'm not going to pick the right girl now? from. Hey, didn't didn't uh, Maya Moore play for Duke? I'm not going to pick the girl from Duke over the girl from Tennessee. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing hey, it. Hey, I'm not. Hey, doing we being biased? Are we being biased? No, <laughs> of course. I just told you that. Shamika Hose Claw. Hose Claw. Not no Mount Rushmore, yeah. though. Hey, yeah, I don't care. We say we being biased. That we I said. Mean, if, if, I mean, if, okay, so if I'm so biased, then so I, could, I could pick, I could so pick Rebecca Lobo, but I Rebecca know damn Lobo. well. <laughs> right, you're right. I know damn no. well she no. ain't in no Mount no. Rushmore. I no. could go, I could go no. Teresa Weatherspoon, no. but no. <laughs> but I like Don Staley, too. I'm and then Don nobody's going to put her on a, uh, nobody's going to put her there, but I like Don Staley. I do. I love Don Staley. I've yeah. Don, watched Don Staley in college, watched her in uh, the professional level, watched her in the Olympics. And now I watch her team that she coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so happy for who she is because she always has been herself. You know, there's a consistency of, I'm just going to be me and do what I do, which is play ball and learn about right. the sport and learn the techniques behind it. Learn, you know, learn it inside and out enough to where I can now give and produce WNBA players. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she gets all respect from me. No doubt. No doubt. 
Um, I got to add one more. I'm oh, sorry, right, Trey. Right, why right. we giving? Why yeah, we giving yeah. respect to to WNBA players? Yep. Because I told you about this. I told you about this a couple of years ago. I have a newfound affinity for Sue Bird. I just do. That last um, that last championship they won a couple years ago. I just got an affinity for Sue Bird. I like Sue Bird, man. She I, go I crazy. She go crazy. Sue Bird. I, don't have no I like Sue Bird. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. She's I watched her. I watched her. Yeah, I watched her in that series. Uh, they play Phoenix. That that uh, that finals. I think it was. Um, I think it was Phoenix. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I man. I, I yeah. really liked the way she played that game. I think it was a game six or game seven I watched that day. And I remember having to come on here after I was, like, talking talking bad about the WNBA. And I had to come back and apologize because that was a – Yeah, it, it, but it was because I was thoroughly entertained. Uh, I mean, thoroughly entertained. And so I had to jive back a ball for the uh, WNBA. I've backed up all for them since. They, WNBA, if you watch a game, it's really some great fundamental basketball. Um, you know, and these, they're talented athletes. Um, they just happen to be women. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, going back to what Candace Parker said, she said that the, the, the NBA players don't hate on the WNBA. She said, most Mm. of the people that they, they, they hate on them don't even play basketball, didn't play basketball. You know, Mm. it's men who didn't do those things. And you got these women you know, of all shapes and sizes who are, you know, noticeably talented on the basketball court um, and just want to be recognized as that. We're athletes at the end of the day. We're professional athletes at the end of the day. And so, you know, what what body part that we have that's different from yours shouldn't diminish the amount of respect that we get as athletes because that's what we are we're here playing a game as athletes just like anybody else is doing their job we've chosen and have been Mm -hmm. blessed with the opportunity to do this as a as a a career so to shit on me because my body part is different and to hate on me and say it's boring then tell me why women's basketball in college is heavily Fan base. These are the same athletes. This is no nothing different. The game is just up another level. So to see the disconnect and the hate between WNBA and these and and women's college basketball is astounding to me because Mm -hmm. this is not like we going and plucking professional players out of the air. These are the same kids who just grew up to play in the WNBA, just like men. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I you know a lot of these. I'm always going to be an advocate for women's sports in general because it's not harder. It's not easier to do it for a woman. It's not. None of these women mm-hmm. who are doing these on a professional level, a, a level have it easy. They right. all work their asses off. They all train their asses off. They all sacrifice their family, their opportunities, other things they could be doing, their bodies, just like men are. Mm-hmm. Even worse, because yeah. some of these women go into, you know, have issues with their Kids. bodies where they can't have children. They can't do that when they right. thought they were going to be able to do that. So, yeah. right. you know, I hate to see it. And that's why you have a lot of women who are so passionate about talking about women's sports, like myself. If I have a space where yeah. I can do it, I don't care if it's, I get two views. I get That's two more than I had yesterday. <laughs> respect. Respect. Mm-hmm. Respect. Hey, we appreciate uh, you coming on our platform to talking your talk, too. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, thanks, Mocha Bella, for reminding us um, in a Facebook live chat. uh, Hashtag free Britney Griner. I I didn't forget. I was was getting there. I I just want to throw that out there. Because she she was asking, what do we think about Britney Griner? I guess as far as the whole 
Mount Rushmore to WNBA, but I don't think she's there. But she's definitely no, no, a, a great she, player. She is. She's in a great place. I don't think she's there. If they did a, no. you know, they did the NBA top top fifty or top twenty five, top fifty, I would, you know, I'd put Griner somewhere in my top fifty. Yeah. Um, but not yeah, for sure. You know, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. If she's a Mount Rushmore, and we should, you know, if I come back, we should revisit that. You know, maybe after the season is over, we should revisit that that conversation. Well, the Mount yeah. Rushmore and the top fifty. Oh, the Mount Rushmore, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I mean, we can do top twenty-five. Don't have to be fifty. I about say, I about say, maybe top twenty-five. Twenty-five because they just had the twenty-fifth year anniversary, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That, right. that that makes more sense to do the top twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea. Great idea. Hey, um, don't don't invite me to a good time. <laughs> You're hey, welcome. <laughs> your, your, your thoughts. Your, so, your thoughts on these uh, these playoff series: Boston, Miami, uh, Dallas, and Golden State. What's your thoughts? So, I said I take Boston to win a series. Ugh. Um, Ugh, God. I don't want them to win, but it doesn't matter because Golden State Golden State's gonna win the whole thing. Nobody's beating. Golden That's State. what I've been saying. <laughs> not not who That's I see I've playing been... right now. Is there another team that I ain't seen? Yeah, because yeah. I don't see another team that's going to beat Golden State right now. And trust me, I'm not a Golden State fan. Um, me neither. You know, but I'm not a hater either. I recognize yeah. that they have talent and they consistently have talent because check because organizations win championships, and that organization knows how to put pieces together to win championships. Will they have off years? Yeah, hello. Didn't the yeah. Lakers have off years? You know, didn't the right. Celtics when they rain had off years? Didn't the, the, the even the six six or seven ring championship Bulls had off years? So they're mm-hmm. going to have off years, but I don't see anybody beating them right now. I think the only team that I thought could have beat them was the Milwaukee team from last year. I'm beating yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's and, it. and not that, and and not that I care for this team either. But Miami does have a culture in terms of being an organization as well. Absolutely. And so this is why, Mocha Bell, shout out to you, because I didn't know nothing about Miami basketball this year. I'm going to be honest with you, until they made the playoffs, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't that many teams in the East that was decent enough to make the playoffs. So when they made it, I didn't really think much about it. It wasn't until I found it was in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I was like, damn, Miami playing like that? And I started paying attention because I wasn't. I mean, look, man, they they definitely like a, they kind of like a quiet team, though. Like I I I was going to say, they're a sleeper team. Yeah, right. I mean, and, and it's crazy super. saying that because they was a number, they was a number one seed, but it's just like, who's the guy? Who's I mean, and, and and no disrespect to Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler ain't don't necessarily do it the flashy way, so it's easy to kind of forget about yeah, him. Yeah, like, I, mean, they... I mean, I don't forget about Jimmy Butler, but I don't see him as a powerhouse that stand out. Even though yeah. he is the clearly the leader on the team, I don't see him as that. Uh, he's kind of like. He's kind of like that quiet leader that don't really yeah, say yeah. much, plays mm-hmm. consistently well, you know, is a probably a leader in the locker room. He's very, he just has that personality where the rest of them are very much, you know, you're talking about LeBron, you, you know. Yeah, man, I mean. Yeah. But you know what that team kind of reminds me of, if they're not that already? They kind of remind me of like the early to mid 2000 Detroit Pistons with Pistons, I knew you were to say that. Rip and like that that's kind of what they Yeah, they feel like of. they're underrated. They're under Yeah, yeah like identity wise. They go under the radar. They fly under the radar until yeah. Yeah. they became the bad boys and then they were on everybody's radar. But even mm-hmm. yeah, Miami kind of skated through this whole season kind of like everybody's kind of like, "Oh, we play in Miami." <laughs> right. Right. Well, and look who right. they drew in the playoffs. Look who they drew in the playoffs. They drew the Hawks 
I mean, it's easy to defend Trey Young when he's only five, what, or if he's six, you know, six feet. And the only reason why Atlanta has, at this point, Atlanta don't have a professional teams to actually participate in a professional uh, organization activities. They have it as a social event. Those mm-hmm. those cities have teams purely to sell tickets for social events. Because I don't know if y'all have ever been to mm. a, a, a Hawks game or a, a Falcons game, but ain't no city like Atlanta when it comes to going those games. Those they don't care what their professional organization is doing. Uh, they might be a little bit mad, but they go on to see who they're going to be seen and see others. That's what they go to those games Listen, for. And I, I think their, the, I, I think their organization by the decisions they make over the last couple of years, I think they just kind of accept that we the party. You know, we the party team. People yeah. come and watch us. Yeah. We just got to be mm-hmm. a competitive enough to be able to justify taking y'all tax money for these stadiums. Yeah, listen. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 was at a, yeah. I was at a Knicks game when they played the Hawks a few years ago, and it was just straight, straight up Knicks fans taking over the building. So I get exactly where you're coming from with that. Oh. Well, good thing they got Trey Young, because Trey Young is definitely going to bring the stars out, because he's going to show out. If you get my opportunity, he's going to show out. So, Well, but as far as the series yeah. go, I see I see Boston taking it, I, although I don't count Miami out. At this point, I can't count them out. They've proven that they got something that, you know, nobody else knew about them. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I do pick Boston. I'm not a Boston Celtics fan, although my father-in-law played for them at one point. I'm not a Celtics fan. Um, Neither am I. Nope. But I don't. I, I don't I, like. I, I, I don't think like Boston more teams. Solid. Period. You don't like none of them. I don't like Boston teams. Period. I'm, no. a, I'm a New Yorker. I don't, I don't like I don't, the Patriots. I don't like the Celtics. I don't like the Red I, I don't, Sox. I don't, I don't got. I guess I don't, I don't, I don't like have nothing against the Red Sox. I don't got nothing against them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like none of them at well, all. I, yeah, I like more players for those teams than I do like the individual teams. I really don't pay attention to Boston. Other than the Patriots that's in our division and mm, Celtics no, when yeah. they're competitive. Oh, no. I don't really pay much attention to none of those teams in the North, to be honest with you. I don't mess with none of y'all from Pittsburgh <laughs> to New York. I really don't care about none of y'all. Y'all motherfuckers don't do nothing. So I'm cool on y'all. Okay? Here's, the problem. Here's the problem I have with the series right now with Boston and uh, Miami is that every game somebody's out. You know, Marcus Smart was out the previous game, and Jimmy Butler missed a game. Um, Tyler Hero missed a game, you know, the other night. So it seems like every game there's a player that's out that kind of shifts the way the game is going to go. So at this point, whoever comes out of here, to me, is going to be too beat up to go up against Golden State. Well, they don't care. They just want to be the one to go go up against Golden State. The goal against they right. They know. But mm-hmm. let, let me tell you something. Both of those teams know that they're not going to beat Golden State. If you tell me that Boston believes they can beat Golden State, the way they're playing against Miami, yeah, yeah, I think I'm one of sorry. them could take them to seven. I think one of them could take them to seven games. Who? Both uh, of them. Both nah. of them. To healthy? seven? It won't. It won't. It won't be a It won't be a sweep this year. Uh-huh. But it, it, it ain't going seven. Yeah, I don't think it's going seven track. Yeah, I don't think it's going seven track. Golden, Golden State hasn't necessarily been lighting it on fire these playoffs now. But it's, but it's so many it's it's experience is one. Um sure. two, two, it's like look, man, say what you want about Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson isn't who he used to be defensively. Granted, he's still good enough to he's still good enough to 
be to stand in front of your top guy. Now he's not going to stop him from scoring. You know, he's right. not going to stop him from scoring. Uh, he can. St- I'm sorry, he can stop them from scoring forty, but he might not be able to stop him from scoring thirty. Like he's that. He's that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can. You can keep the star per se in check. And then that's considering that Clay Thompson ain't even the primary defender no more. So now, yeah. how you going? If Clay Clay can decide to cut on when he want, now you still you still talking about uh, the young boy. Poole can cut on when he want, cut on, and then you st- and, and like say what you want about Wardell, mm-hmm. say what you want about him, and 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 you and you probably be right about him. But when he on. He on it ain't it just it just ain't many it just many it's not many that can stop him if you're gonna still consider the other pieces of the team yeah it's sure. just it's just a, it's just a, it's too much I think here's what I think I think that I think that series ends quick whoever it's between Boston Miami I think that mm-hmm. that series ends quick if you can get me a consistent Andrew Wiggins the way he's been going uh, Jordan Poole like if those two guys can bring it every night consistently along with what Clay and uh, Steph can give you, then I could see that series, you know, ending in five. Y'all but, always talk. Why do, why do y'all do that? Always that? talking ifs. If somebody can do nothing. I, I don't, I don't see. You don't think that's an X factor? You don't think Wiggins is an X factor? That, that's an if. I don't believe in ifs. Oh, talk your shit. Has he, cons- mm. has he consistently brought the X Factor? He just gonna mm. grab the X Factor. But isn't that today? the point of an X Factor? Wouldn't you wouldn't you have the X Factor in the first two games you lost? I'm just saying, I don't I don't go by ifs. Either you got uh-huh. it or you don't. And I don't see him all of a sudden sparking and having it. But Tiff, not that's him. the point of an X Factor though. Not him. No, I don't think he's an yeah. X Factor. Okay. All right. mm. <laughs> Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You be doing right here when you be talking your sports shit? That's that fly shit right there, Sean. <laughs> Just make sure it don't look at me, you know what I'm saying? I but, feel um, you. I feel you. <laughs> um, my thing is, the reason why I don't like to go with is because a lot of the um, what's that word that Ninja uses to talk about mainstream sports media? Uh, you know, he, he has I a word. Love he, shout, out, shout out to that Ninja. <laughs> yeah, it's a word that he uses, but mainstream sports media has ingrained y'all to um, think of the game oh, of what could colonizer possibly... tactics. Is that the word? Is no, that... it's something else. Oh, okay. It's wordy called okay. it. Uh, but it makes y'all think that these ifs are devoid of history or facts. Mm-hmm. If this if this thing happened, then this might happen. If this you doing I, the conversations in the locker room are not saying if this person can get hot. They literally not making no strategy on if somebody if somebody if they can get, get hot. Right. Their game right. plan is this is what this person did in this video. Watch the last previous series. This is what they did. This is what they have a history of doing. We've seen this before. You've seen this from him. They go by what they see, what they experience. Mm-hmm. These ifs are, I mean, of course, if that happens. But what if what if Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, what if Klay Thompson steps up defensively and becomes defensive player of the Eastern Conference final champion or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Those are all, all these ifs could happen. But what do we know has happened? What have we seen? Happen and base your, opinion, yeah. base your opinion on that. Okay. Because you can seen, throw a million ifs in there and change We've everything. seen Andrew Wiggins have some good games. 
What game? Name one game that was an impactful game in which you had a good game. Don't tell me it was a game against uh, Atlanta Hawks, for example. <laughs> well, look. So, well, I'll say this. I'll say this because he's not in my he uh, he's not in my equation. Uh, Wiggins, even though he went crazy the other day, um, yeah, um, because he had like what he had like twenty two to ever get uh, when he yammed on uh, something like that. on something like that. Yeah, something like that. So he did he did his he did his part. I ain't gonna say he went crazy. He did his right. part in that game. Any place, but defense. he's not a part of my. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, especially considering, but that's. But to my point, I got the Warriors because Wardell Curry is Wardell Curry, and Clay Thompson is Clay Thompson. And um, at the end of the day, um, if you ask me to hang my hat on either that or the likes of uh, Tatum or Jalen Brown, I, I'm gonna take the Warriors. If you ask me, pick your pick your two in Miami. I'm still gonna take the Warriors over that. So yeah, um, it's really about. I mean, I, either one of them can go and play. Golden State. I personally don't think anybody can beat Golden State right now. Um, they play consistently good basketball, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, you know, I, yeah can, right. I can throw a hundred. I can throw a hundred other ifs. Variables. Mm-hmm. Would it be, would would it even be go? You know, if if what if what if Dallas made a miraculous comeback and Golden State didn't make the championship? Like we could go back to that, but why? Oh, I mean, because we know Dallas ain't coming back from 3-0. <laughs> but that's oh, how we know that? Just how we know that? How do 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 you know there ain't no if in, that, in Dallas? We, I put so money we've never right seen, now. Dallas we've ain't never coming seen, back. <laughs> I just want to ask you a question. Based upon what you just said, uh-huh. have we ever seen a team come back from three down and go on to, to the next level, to the championship? Or in, win the NBA, championship? in the NBA, no. In the NBA, no. We never seen that. So why do I think all of a sudden the Mavericks who but don't keep we see bricks stuff gonna but, pull but, it off? But don't we see stuff we ain't never seen all the time in sports? We do. There's, and and, in and order if I'm for, wrong, I'm in order wrong. for that to be a first, you have to do it, right? So it, yeah. it could happen. So, but sure. you make you prove my point. Let's not talk about it. We talk about what we know, and just like you know, Dallas ain't. This is matter of fact. No, they three and zero. They can't ain't nobody. Just like you know all that, we know when Miami or Boston, you can pick a red uniform or you can pick a green uniform. Whoever <laughs> uniform you pick, we pick. <laughs> go to state to beat them. Well, I agree with you. So things. I like the way you digging in this shit. I like the way you digging in this shit because I agree with you, I, and I don't. I don't think it's going. I, I don't think it's going. It might go six games, maybe, maybe. It's going maybe. seven. It's not going it's, seven. It's, it's, it's going seven. It's I didn't say. Seven. I didn't say it wasn't going six. I just said it wasn't going seven. No, that's Man, fine. It definitely. Shut it's, up. It's, you mentioned all those injuries, and you think they're going six or they going seven? Well, come on. Look, like, shut do, up. You what you, do, do you got a replay button? Because he just said they got both have injuries. How they going to survive? Go to state? Did you just say that? Like. I mean, there's still a defensive element to this game now. Let me let but me give a shout out. Seven games, if you already admitting that you you behind the eight ball injury wise. The Celtics, the Celtics and the Heat are going to be beat up, is what is what he said. Yeah, no, I I get what I said. I get what yeah. I said, but that don't mean that they can't be you know get healthy by the time yeah. the finals start. You're right. If true, if, I, if if. If everybody gets healthy, it's, it's, it's right. It goes it's. back to it's full circle. It's, that's it's. for you. It goes back to that for you. I'm just <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just adding on your ifs again. I'm identifying your ifs. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs
Or oh, let Warriors me ask. Let me say that. Warriors are gonna win. Well, no. Are they getting swept? Is the question. No, I don't think it's gonna be a sweep. You don't think no. so? Who? Trey, what you think? Who, do the Mavs get swept? Do the Mavs oh, get swept? Do the Mavs oh, yeah. get swept? Yeah. Yeah, they get swept. Mask is swept. Yeah. Nobody thinks Luca can get him one in Dallas. Luca been dropping what 30, 40 points, and they still be losing. He had 40 and 10 last uh last last yeah. game. It's it's not, Nobody it's, thinks... not about, it's not about Luca. It's about them others. Like them others gotta, you know, what's his name when you forgot about for you don't believe in Den you don't believe in Dinwiddie no more because you well, was, I'm you not talking was... I'm not talking about Dinwiddie. I'm talking about Reggie Bullock going no for ten. Y'all over oh, here arguing about ifs. Has but that's not Dallas going to win a game? No. I'm, <laughs> ifs, I don't know. I think I think Luca gets some game four. That's what I think. Yeah. Somebody got to join the party with Luca. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. I agree with he that. He's going to get you 40. He's going to get Luke, you 40. Luca ain't no LeBron James in Cleveland. This ain't LeBron James in Cleveland. Like you, they got somebody going to do something, and I don't see nobody doing nothing. Them boys already planning their vacation. Trust and believe. <laughs> they already got their hotel right. Airbnb booked. I, I know. I know who to tweet. To, trying to secure tickets to those these shows that's happening in the next couple of weeks for Memorial Day weekend. I know Day your Twitter weekend, handle, like, Tiff. I know your Twitter handle. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff, I think. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, All right. Tiff. So I worked on my list. Y'all gotta, uh-huh. gotta let me do this. I don't know how much longer we got in the show, but you gotta let me do this. I worked uh-huh. on my list. On uh-huh. my top oh, five. yeah. Well, we can go straight to your five, list then. Yeah, let's do it. Top five let's pacers yep. of all time. So, for listeners, um, my father in law played for UC Bearcats. Um, he also played for the Indiana Pacers and he played for the, the Celtics. And so um, his, his Pacer team and his Pacer family is who uh, is reason why I'm a Pacer fan because uh, they honor him mm-hmm. and his teammates all the time. Shout out to him. Yep. Yeah. His name's Tom Thacker. And so um, I became an Indiana fan. I live in Cincinnati. We don't have an NBA team. So you pick Chicago right. or, and, or, and That's Indianapolis is the closest city to Cincinnati, right? Yeah, it's about an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. So easy can go to a game. And um, so it was just easy for me to naturally, you know, since I'm around that team a lot, just gravitate towards the Pacer organization. Yeah. Um, although when I was a child, I was a Bulls fan because my family lived in Chicago and they used to give us Bulls attire all the time. And we loved mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Like, who didn't? And who didn't? Yeah. Who didn't love Michael Jordan? So, um, but yeah. So I had came up a list with my top five. And some of these names, three of these names, I don't think any of y'all gonna know. <laughs> um, I can't wait to hear. I, I respect it. it. I respect it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So my number, I'm gonna start with five. Okay. Okay. So number five. This is ranked. Hold on. Before you go, this is ranked. This is ranked. Respect. Hey, first of respect. all, and let me just say this. This is a girl says she don't know about basketball. My reasons for having my top five on my this is why it's my list. Okay. You damn right. That's right. You damn so right. It may not be in your list, but it's my list. And that don't mean we're not gonna I, pick it apart either. No. So you can pick it apart <laughs> all you want to. It's still gonna be my list. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Respect. And they're no. for different reasons, but my number five is Reggie Miller. <sighs> Interesting. I mean, I, I'm not from it. Look. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I'm a Reggie Miller fan. Like I, I, I used to want to. Yeah. I hated Reggie Miller as a. Knicks oh yeah, fan you you from New York. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know why. I know why because y'all should talk shit and he he gave that shit back to y'all in that game. Uh-huh. <laughs> he did. He did. 
But we got him up out of there a few times, so it's all good. It's all love. So that's number five. My four, and here's where the names, I'm going to test y'all Pacer knowledge or NBA legend knowledge, mm -hmm. um, is George McGinnis. I don't know where George McGinnis. Name is mm -hmm. familiar, yep. Okay, number three is Mel Daniels. I don't know who Mel Daniels is. That's not that's, familiar with Mel Daniels. And by the way, like, going back to you, but hold on. I'm about to say, bust down, bust down Mel Daniels for me. I want you to look him up and holler at me later. Respect. You'll Respect. See. And I was going to say, Respect. going back to your number four, Tiff, McGinnis also was on the Sixers mm -hmm. in 83 when they won a championship, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Got it. All right. My number two, and this is really going way back. Is Roger Brown? Don't know him. Don't know him. Roger yeah. Brown is known as if you <laughs> if you talk to you talk to Dr. J and he talked about the the greatest ABA players of all time. He's gonna tell you it's mm -hmm. Roger Brown. Mm. Okay. Enough said. And he buys right. Dr. J was the star of you know the, the ABA at that time. Yeah. So right. him saying that it's Roger Brown. Well, let me He's tell you something. Down. You definitely a Pacer fan, and that's right. I've, I just remembered that the Pacers used to be in the ABA before they merged. You definitely a Pacer yep. fan. I, I remember. Just remember that. Yep. <laughs> See, I know my shit. Ain't right. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I talk like this because I can back it up. That's what it says on my hey. Instagram. And my, yeah. Yeah, I saw that on your website. I saw that. Yep. I peep game. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, you know, I'm not a person. When I say I'm a fan, it means I'm a student of the, of all sports. Track and mm -hmm. field is just the one that has, you know, snatched my heart out my chest, beat threw it on the ground, and then picked it back up and put it back in. But mm -hmm. you know, I, I played basketball. You know, um, I played volleyball. You, we, we could talk about volleyball. We could talk about soccer. You know, um, we, there's a number of sports all you be you doing is schooling us. <laughs> all you be doing yeah. is schooling us. Yeah, for real. <laughs> But, Not uh, just one in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> but I love sports. So that goes back to my number one. You know, that's obvious because of family. Reggie Miller would be my number one. Um, but I put my godfather at number one because of one unique reason. He is the only player, and you can look this up, who has an NCAA championship, an ABA championship, and an NBA championship. Mm. Wow. What's his name? Thomas Thacker. Okay. Okay. Respect. Respect. So that's why he's my number one. He would be my number five, but you know, I gotta put him number one because Nah, that's nah, that's your list. That's my <laughs> we, list. We 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 gonna we gonna hold that. We, we respect now that. I don't know what they're gonna say in the comments, but we'll add you every time something wild gets said. Yeah, right. Mocha Mocha said in the chat, are we really talking the Indiana Pacers? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're talking Hall of Famers. Which how many does Miami have of? Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, hey, mm. uh, I, just to stay on Mocha's side, at least Mocha got rings. So, oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, I don't like the heat, but they they got the hardware. So, <laughs> I gave the heat they props. Like, damn, she the yeah. one came for. She the one came for. See, she came for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We talk, yes, we're yep. talking just like we talk track and field. We talk Indiana basketball. That's what happens when you bring sports and years on your show. She gonna talk her shit about all. She gonna touch everything that you know needs to be touched. I mean, pause. 
Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hold on. Hold on. Sports is going to talk about everything that needs to be talked about. She ain't touching nothing. No doubt. No doubt. One last time, Tiff, uh, let everybody know where they can find you at on social media. Okay. So I'm going to start with um, my biweekly. Um, I am a co-host for Matic Mondays. You can go to Travel Matic on YouTube. You can hashtag Matic Mondays and you'll find myself and Travelmatic um, giving you your remote lifestyle, you know, some jobs. We talk about living and traveling abroad. We talk about, you know, our passions and following your passions and creating the life you want for yourself. You can follow us there every, um, every other Monday at 7 p.m. We go live. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. And you can find me on Twitter. My handle is sports underscore in underscore heels. Always, you can find me at www.sportsandheels.com. Send me a DM. I'm welcome. You know, you bring me on your show. Let's talk about track and field. Let's talk about football. Let's talk about basketball. If you just want a woman's perspective, um, you know, bring me on. Let me talk my shit. Hey. Yo, you've you hey, been Charlotte. fresh air. You've been, man, you've been great. You've been great. Nah. I like that aggressive nature, man. You, you you almost you almost you almost made me slip and say something that would have got me killed out here in these streets. <laughs> nah, I don't want to get killed out here in the streets just talking talking trash because I don't really mean that. Yeah, I don't want no problems. So I like the fact that you almost brought it out of me. I promise you, if we wasn't on a live show right now, I definitely would have made that joke and 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 we we this would have really went left. Yeah, you would have tried to make it go left. It would have. Yeah, I would have turned you back around. I would have turned you back around. Make sure you're going what's up. right. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Shawty, we Tiffany, we appreciate you, Shawty, man. We really do, man, because uh, you know more about sports than I do. <laughs> oh, that's the I just one be thing out here talking. Tonight. I just be out here talking shit. You be out here in these sports streets. I just be out here. We I, look barbershop because half of us don't really know what the fuck we talking about. We just we out here talking. talking about. We, and, 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 just... we, and we suck at predictions, so we, we we don't know a damn thing of what we talking about. Yeah, I, I'm just you know, I, I, sports is something that brings me joy. I know it brings you guys joy in your individual way. So I appreciate you bringing me on with the opportunity to kind of share my joy, my knowledge, what I know, what I don't know. And basically just have a good time talking to this, you know, like-minded individuals. You know, life is about these experiences and making sure we're connecting with each other. And I appreciate the, the opportunity to connect with you guys and connect with your audience. And, uh, you know, I hope y'all bring me back soon. Maybe after those world championships, hint, hint, I could talk about what I saw, what I experienced. Mm. And, you know, it'll be oh, football yeah. season. After in, the Ravens so. win the Super Bowl. This yeah, season. yeah, we, we bring you back. Sure. We bring you back, sure. no doubt, no doubt. Sure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All hey, right. we appreciate you, Shaw. To be safe out here. I will. Thanks, guys. All right, no All problem, right. Tiff. All right, y'all. That was uh, Tiffany Sports and Heels joining us right here on the Barbershop Sports yeah. Talk podcast. That was man. That was great conversation, man. That was that, right. that was dope right there, man. I am. That wasn't no bullshit, though. She definitely know more about sports than I do. I just be talking shit, you know, between my Twitter handles and ESPN talking my shit. But hey, Shawty, yeah, she she she, she bought that shit. She yeah, she bought her shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna just wrap it up, man. But I'm gonna just throw this out there, man. Uh, the Commanders look like they're going to Virginia, bro. <laughs> <sighs> It's just starting to look like that's nah, what's happening. Nah, man. I know. I know. I know. And 
It's sad. It might, like I, it's I, sad. I, I, mean, I meant what I meant. You might as well change mm-hmm. it to the Virginia Commanders. It's, just go ahead and make the change. You might yeah. as well just go ahead and make the change. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 sad, bro. You know? Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Money talks. All right, y'all. Uh, that's it for the show. I want to send a special shout out to Tiffany Evans, a.k.a. Sports and Heels, for joining the show. Also, to all y'all Facebook Live viewers out there in the chat, appreciate y'all, everyone watching on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Twitter Live. We appreciate it. Uh, continue to follow us on those social media platforms. Uh, click the like button on the Facebook page. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BarbershopSPOR2. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. You can find us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. And if you got any questions, comments about the show, you want to be, you know, talk some stuff, hit us up on the email at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So another week in the books, man. And, uh, yes, sir. you know, have a, have a great week, man. And a great weekend. And we're going to do this again next week, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, hey be safe out there. Yep. You too, man. Y'all, all right. Be safe out there. Absolutely. Peace. Yeah. Uh-huh.